When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week we have a guest for the first time ever, our very first guest. <laughs> Rob, do you want to introduce yourself? Well, hey guys, I'm Rob. Uh, I'm a big fan of your show. Thank you so much for having me on. It's it's uh, really an honor. I didn't know I was your first guest. Now, I, geez. Yeah, yeah. Now the bar it's is all uphill set, from here. Rob. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's only going to get better. I promise, folks. <laughs> it's only uphill from here, guys. Exactly. <laughs> Rob, you come from uh, to us from the Turtle Tales podcast. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, my buddy um, Josh and I we do a uh, family friendly Ninja Turtle podcast called Turtle Flakes, and then Turtle Tales Radio is kind of a spin off of that show that uh, I've started more recently. And uh, basically, it's just a premise where we just go through the tales of the TMNT books because I absolutely love those books. Um, yeah, so that that's the overall goal. But, you know, Turtle Flakes has been, it's been a lot trickier over the, the years to get us all together to record. And, and uh, so Turtle Tales has kind of been the main thing I've been working on lately with my good buddy Kirkland. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, I think I was sharing something one day on Twitter and I found you guys and I've been listening ever since. I'm a huge fan of what you guys do. So, again, thanks for having me. Dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. And, oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. You, you make totally. two amazing turtle shows. And, and once you're done listening to this podcast, listeners, you should go check out Rob's shows there. Oh, thank you very much. Stop it. Stop it, guys. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, but Rob. Guys. Why did we bring you on today's show? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why did you guys bring me on? <laughs> well, you know, there's a little movie turning 30 this week. Well, in fact, yeah, by yeah, the time, I've heard about it. Yeah, but by, by the time this uh, movie come or by the time this episode comes out, it'll already turn thirty. Yeah, Spencer, but it's a secret. Yeah, big secret. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, just kidding. We're actually going to tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two: Secret of the Use. Woo! I can believe this movie turns thirty already. Like, like last year we just had. Uh, the, the the original movie turned 30 and now secret of the Ooze is like right behind it like i always mm-hmm. forget that this movie was less than a year after the first one yeah they were really trying to strike while the iron was hot and get like all the money out of this franchise they could after that first movie did so well. yeah mm-hmm. like this is this is peak ninja turtle like mm-hmm. he, like hype <laughs> yeah mm-hmm I can't remember their exact words, but it was either Eastman or Laird talking about the show, but they talk about, you know, all successful franchises and how they have this period where they really peak and then they drop and then you'll probably never see them again. And luckily Turtles has survived past then. But I imagine that that's what they were trying to capitalize on with this, with this movie definitely was. Oh yeah. Like strike while the iron's hot kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so and it's supposed to not last more than so many years as well, you know. So, and, and technically, in a way, Turtles did kind of, you know, peter down a little bit in its popularity for sure. But nonetheless, it still is around today. And thank goodness. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. Yeah, I don't know what I would be doing today if it didn't have Ninja Turtles. Same. Yeah, no, same. Like, it, it it's weird. Like, I, I went in waves with how much, like, I love being a turtle. <laughs> um, and, like, it, it, it's the one, fa- like, franchise that I keep coming back to. Like, I love Sonic. I love DuckTales. Star Wars, like, I'm, I'm, I broke up with Star Wars recently. Um, Sorry. Like, tur- yeah, it's okay. Can I, can I introduce you to Battlestar Galactica? You know, my wife did, actually, and I really liked it. I finally, it took me... Th- three or four years but i finally finished the reboot uh so nice. and i really liked it and i went out and bought two very expensive high-end uh viper model kits <laughs> they're like 90 bucks each but they're like the huge ones oh yeah oh they're so good what was that i think i got the mark three and the mark five very nice wow but yeah the turtles is just turtles is magic man like and this movie specifically is I'm going to go ahead and say it is a lot more fun than the first movie. Like hands down a lot more fun, not better, but a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. I think if you had uh, a wife like mine, who is not into Ninja Turtles, she would like this movie better than the first one, as she's told me several times. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. 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 There you go. I, I don't want to. That's my spicy hot take for the evening. Was like, <laughs> I think this movie's a lot more fun than the original. Um, I go back and forth that this is my second favorite Turtles movie, but like I really love this movie, and I was just, I was just grinning from ear to ear watching it again last night. Like, it's just it's fun. It's so much fun. This and used to be my favorite movie of the three. But I as think I've it grown used up, to be mine first, too. The first one's mine now. So. Like I think it used to be mine too. But like, cause I, cause I have, I, unlike the first movie, I don't remember what theater I saw this one in, but I just always remember watching this one more than the original. Like, oh wow. As I got older. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This reminds me back in high school. uh, I remember when the 2003 cartoon had come out Mm -hmm. uh, and I was new to the town that we just moved to. And, uh, you know, I was known as the turtles guy there. And I grew up, you know, the original movie was the one that started off me. And I'll, I guess we'll talk about that a little bit later, childhood memories. But mm. I remember everybody at my table, I was a junior and they were all freshmen and they were all having a big debate, which was the better movie, the original one or the Secret of the Use movie. And I was the only one who had voted for the original. And mm. that was a great surprise to me. But then I started thinking, wait a minute, they were younger than I was. That might have been their first Turtles movie. So... Uh, the more I thought about, it, I was like, "Wow, you know, we have such deep ties to these these movies." Mm-hmm. And I like what you said, you know, about it being fun. Um, seeing it now uh, with my son today, I have a completely different outlook on the movie than I did say ten years ago, and you know, even thirty years ago, which is hard to believe. Like mm-hmm. that's that's awesome. Like I can't wait till like I can watch this with my nieces. Like they're they're about that age where like. You know, yeah. <laughs> waiting for my sister to give me the go ahead. Like, hey, let me let me get him in. Let me, let me do it with them. But man, that's awesome. That, that's awesome. Like, that's what I love. Like, this franchise is old enough now that like our age, like we can share it with our kids. Like, even if you're in with 2003, like 
you know mm-hmm. you can share it with those kids now mm-hmm. yeah no i know it no, makes no. me feel so impossibly old that this movie is 30 years old i mean yeah like you are the <laughs> oldest one at the table but <laughs> but i mean like that's that's part of what makes it so cool like because this movie also still really looks good mm-hmm. like yeah. i, I mean it yeah i mean it's it's definitely a really fun movie came out six years before i was born <laughs> yeah so damn I guess young that I, I was i was six when it came out so yeah. oh, or no, like, i was i was five almost six youth is wasted on the young i tell you what <laughs> <laughs> yeah funny enough i didn't actually see this movie until i was about 20 wow uh, really? oh wow yeah no like because i i loved watching ninja turtles as a kid i loved watching the 2003 series mm. but whenever it came to actually like watching the live action ones I remember they were at Blockbuster when we went in there and saying something, but for some reason, no one else wanted to get it. And so we never rented them. And so then I'd heard people probably liked them. So I didn't see any of the live action ones till I was about 20 years old. Uh, I finally, I heard so many people talking about them all the time that I finally sat down and watched them at like age 20. I found one of those DVDs at Walmart, those things that has like all four of them. So I also got yeah. it because it's got the animated 2007 movie, which I oh, did yeah. watch a lot. Uh, and so that's when I finally saw all of them. So I have right. very little childhood memories tied to uh, these movies. <laughs> that's that's just, fine. Just rejection at Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> just just my just my sister saying something about those movies being dumb or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happened a lot with some things. And I just took her word for it. And I was like, yeah, she's probably right. Same thing happened to me with Pokemon you know oh i feel your pain there buddy everyone was into pokemon and my sister was like nah pokemon's dumb and i was like yeah it's dumb i'm gonna watch digimon because that's cool because it's not pokemon (laughs) even if it's the exact same thing okay yeah yeah i was gonna say (laughs) yep so should we get a telling a story yeah let's get into let me tell you a story the ancient one did tell me a story i think you guys would want to hear about Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it. So, Rob, surprise was Keith's idea. <laughs> wow, throw me right under the bus. <laughs> I was gonna say, wow, man. So, yeah, Rob, what we usually do is uh, like one of us will review or kind of give a summary of what we've watched. Uh, we might split it up if we've done like three comics, we'll each take one. But we decided this week, since you're the first guest we've had, you're gonna do the summary of the story of the movie that we watched. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and we're going to give you one minute. So, you got, so here's your elevator pitch. Go. <laughs> Go. It, time starts. Are you ready? Uh, oh, wait, are we really doing this? Stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So the, uh, the turtles, they're living with April now uh, in her apartment. And, you know, it's a little cramped in there. And uh, one day... Kino, uh, oh Lord, I'm all over the place. I'm looking at my notes here. <laughs> it's oh, oh, it's hard. It's hard. I oh, this is it. tough. Okay, so, um, uh, gosh, um, oh Lord, I'm blanking now. Uh, okay, also, so should we find out that Treader, he's still alive. Spoiler alert. And uh, we also find out that the TGRI building, um, they're cleaning up these canisters. Uh, and apparently we find out later on if the secret they use is that one of the canisters was broken. And of course, 50 for the turtles, um, 
mutate. So anyways, the turtles are trying to get, you know, those canisters and they end up running in. Oh, Lord, I'm not going to make it. Seven <laughs> seconds. This is terrible. Sorry, I'm so tag, sorry. Tag, tag, tag me in, Rob. Tag me in. All right, Rob. go ahead, Mike. Take it. All right. So the turtles find out that one of these uh, canisters of ooze is still active as they break into the TGRI building. Uh, the foot had broken in and stolen said ooze canister on Shredder's orders. Uh, Shredder steals it, takes it back to his junkyard lair where he uh, also kidnapped Professor Jordan Perry. Uh, yes. And convinces him to create two mutants of his own, of the most vicious animals he could find, and which we get Toka and Razar, a mutant snapping turtle and a mutant wolf, who I never really thought of as a wolf. Like, oh, so the turtles, <laughs> the turtles uh, go to the junkyard lair because Raph was uh, captured because he's just being a hothead. Uh, the turtles go and rescue Raphael. Uh, while also getting defeated by Token Razar because they are just immensely strong, Shredder convinces them to have a final one battle at the junk or at the uh, Dock House Club. Ten where... seconds. Oh, uh, uh, I'm being time too. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Two, one. Spencer, you're uh, Spencer, in. Spencer, go. You're up. Oh, okay. So they're the at the Dock House Club. They're at the Dock House Club, and so the turtles go to fight them, and they have a plan to demutagenize them to demutate them with ice cream ice cream ice cubes hidden in donuts they give them that the donuts as a pre-fight donut ritual and they of course token rezar eat them uh but right after they eat the first one they discover that it is a it's a fake it's a trap and so a battle ensues between the two uh and token rezar slowly mutating back Eventually, this fight leads into a club where they end up fighting. They fight the Shredder, and they, well, they fight Token Razar, who eventually demutate. Then they fight Foot Ninjas, and then the Shredder. Ten and seconds. The Shredder gets blown out by the speakers into the into the docks. At the docks, the Shredder has ingested some of the mutagen. Has it turned into Super Three, Shredder? Two to destroy one. them. He's knocking down the dock. Vanilla Ice saves the day. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and what this movie's got everything. Yeah, yeah. But no, uh, he breaks down the dock. The dock falls on top of him. Shredder defeats himself, and the day is saved. Turtles have pizza. And Splinter makes another yeah. funny. Splinter makes another funny. Yes, another funny. Yeah, that wasn't terrible. <laughs> oh, mine was. <laughs> ah, nah, we put you on the spot. That was yeah. that was fine. You, you I had fun listening to you kind of panic. <laughs> yeah, I was. Well, you, you should see. I got four pages of notes here, and I'm scrambling through. I'm like, I can't read my writing. <laughs> I do. That's me every week. That's me oh every gosh. week. I have to do. I have to do recaps. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like go, and then I just my mind immediately went blank. It's like, what are turtles? I don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah. What are these mutants? What is? turtles cowabunga mutant what? turtles <laughs> yeah you know it's all right i mean to be fair i didn't have any notes written on what actually happened in the show myself so usually i have a summary typed up and ready to go uh <laughs> and i did not this time i wasn't ready for me to tap in <laughs> <laughs> you guys did great all right well then we finished up the second time around not the second time around let me tell you a story so now we're gonna go over things a second time around so one of the biggest first things I noticed is that the company TGRI is called TGRI instead of TCRI, which is the original, <laughs> uh, the original company that produced the ooze. So TCRI stands for Technocosmic Research Institute. 
well, TGRI is Technoglobal Research Industries. Yes. So the reason for that is because in the original origin, we know that the Utron were aliens. It was cosmic. And in this show, in this movie, they wanted to ground it. And so they made it the TGRI, uh, you know, global instead of cosmic. Which is, which is weird because like there, there were those rumors that originally Professor Perry was supposed to be a neutron. I read that. Like, I, like I, I can't remember if it's actually been confirmed or not, but that's like, that's been a rumor I've read for years is that there was a draft of the script where Professor Jordan Perry is an utram and that's why like he just kind of disappears at the end of the movie after he picks up the ooze canister um as what when he just disappears from the club like he was supposed to like go back to his own world or whatever that's why he just leaves the note at the station Hmm. but probably a budgeting thing like we're always spending absolutely yeah hey nice junk i mean we are we were stupid kids but (laughs) I would debate. I, I never grew up out of it being a stupid. Uh, yeah, I was no, right. still like, the same. I did say we are. So first, sorry, <laughs> before I changed it. Um, but yeah, like I, I think kids would have been smart enough to realize that's not Krang. I think we would have questioned it. Like, but I don't think we would have uh, confused the two because, like, I know I do know some kids. Like back then, they did call Toka and Razar Bebop and Rocksteady, mm-hmm. and. Like I hated it, <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't think it was that widespread of an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I could back up real quick, I forgot to mention in the childhood things. Um, so this one I never saw in theaters because my mom had this weird phase. So I saw the first movie in theaters. It was the first movie I ever watched, mm-hmm. and then um, she got through this phase where she's like, no, nah, turtles are too violent. They're too violent. So I couldn't even watch the cartoon for a little while. Wow. But I had heard about the new movie coming out and I wanted to see it so desperately. And I actually thought Bebop and Rocksteady were going to be in it. Cause I remember some of my buddies saying, Oh, there's these new mutants. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so finally when it came out on VHS, it's funny. I was only like maybe six, I guess at the time. Uh, and even then I was like, it's not as good as the original. <laughs> even then i thought that way i was like i was already like a critic uh but but what's funny is what i immediately noticed as a kid and even as a teenager you know going back and watching it again i used to get aggravated that it seemed so silly right off the bat mm-hmm. you know even with donatello going yeah yeah, yeah. you know pushing the- <laughs> mm-hmm. i i was so i was turned off as a kid by that which is silly but I, w- I think I was just expecting a repeat of the first movie, even as a six-year-old kid. So uh, it's just funny how that works. But through a different lens as a dad now, I completely agree with you, what you said earlier, Mike. Uh, I love the humor of this. I, was, I think that's actually probably the, one of the, the biggest things I love about the whole film. And there's some great lines, some funny yeah. one-liners that made me laugh out loud uh, in this. I mean, yeah. like there's, there's like... I, my wife and I like were watching it last night and we had uh, like I had to call her in at one point because she left the room and I was like, ah, it's the, it's the, uh, yeah, a little too rough. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is probably the best line in the movie. Um, but this movie, like, I really do feel it is better written than the first one uh, in terms of dialogue. Like, everybody here just the like everybody here like feet like all the all the conversations feel natural and it 
really comes across in terms of like the humor um and in terms of like you really i i love judith hogue as april she will always be like the first april like the like the bar of which a lot are set i also really like Paige turco as her, as april i really like how she interacted with the turtles more than the than judith hogue did mm-hmm. and i will say I know, even if i the- know it's a little blasphemous but uh, <laughs> we'll say this movie is to me is not as quotable as the first one because I've never been able to work uh, a little too raff into a conversation, but I can always use Bossa Nova. So <laughs> Chevy Nova, yeah, exactly. I mean, Perestroika, yeah. <laughs> like so. Rob, do we have your mother to blame for why Michelangelo has to fight with sausages and stuff? <laughs> I think, uh, uh, yes, yes. uh, No, go ahead. So that's that's another thing. That's another thing is I I know that they don't use their weapons as much in this movie, like hardly at all. I don't notice it. I I never noticed it until someone pointed out it to me. Yeah, like you just, you don't notice it because Hmm. they're still fighting. Like they're still doing martial arts. Like, they just they're just not using their weapons like leo throws them up throws his swords up in the ceiling and then like pulls himself up which he's got incredible core strength not just leonardo the turtle <laughs> in universe but the actor inside of the suit mark casso like him pulling himself up in that is just amazing i think he was an olympic off. athlete was he really yeah yeah oh man well, Mark, you liked our picture on Instagram, so we know you know about us. So if you want to confirm that, <laughs> we'd really appreciate that. I'll say one thing, too, is um, one thing that stood out to me right away. Donnie's my favorite turtle, and mm-hmm. Donnie gets some moments in the spotlight in this, which I really like. There was a couple moments with Splinter that I thought were powerful uh, later on in the movie where he's asking very pointed questions about his origin. And there's a great Splinter quote that I wrote down um it's somewhere i i I know exactly which one it is yeah yeah yeah. oh do not confuse the specter of your origin with your present worth my sons you know when he's saying that to the turtles such a great line and it all stems from uh, just a private moment with donnie Uh, i love that and you know yeah different voice actor no more Corey feldman but uh Uh, i am carl Yes, I, I thought the guy he did a wonderful job and there were some really funny Donatello moments. Love Adam Carl more than Corey Feldman as Donatello. Like ah. this is this is the Donatello that I that I love. This is that this is the very he's a lot nerdier in this movie than he mm-hmm. is in uh yeah, than, than he is in the original and two thousand and the Turtles three when um Corey Feldman comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh but there's something about like, I, I'd argue that this is Donatello's movie because he is oh, the yeah. turtle. He is the turtle with the biggest arc. Like mm-hmm. and that's, and that's kind of the problem is the turtles don't really have arcs in this movie. Like they all kind of just stay the same. Like Leo doesn't really do anything. Mikey's jokes the entire time. Raph is Raph doesn't learn anything. He's a little to himself. He, yeah. But Donatello. A little too has, Raph. Yeah. yeah, he's a little too raff. Um, <laughs> but Donatello's got the biggest arc because he he comes from that place of at like wanting to believe there is more to why the turtles exist. And at the end, like, you know, we never really find out if he accepts it. Like 
he kind of accepts what Splinter told him. But I mean, I get the feeling that he did. And it just feels like like Donatello does have that that arc kind of in this movie. I think I think that's one of those things that got lost in all these drafts for the movie. Um, but also like Raphael's got a different voice actor too. Um, it's not Josh Peich as it was in the first movie. It is uh, Lori Faso. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, who also I kind of like more than the original. Like Josh Pace is really good, but I yeah. I think Laurie Faiso does a little bit better job. What blows my mind about that is I didn't know that. He sounds very similar. He I does. Mean, it, it does. I didn't even notice a transition there. Wow. Yeah, if you watch them back to back, you can hear it because uh, I forget their names, but the guy for Secret of the Use sounds much more like he's doing an accent than the guy <laughs> in the first movie. Like, but it's still really good, but it just kind of sounds like he's forcing a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. But then you still have Brian Tochi and uh, Robbie Rist as Leo and Mikey, um, Kevin Clash as Splinter. Which I will say too, all of the all of the puppetry in this movie, like they're all they're all new puppets. Um, I like them a little bit more. Like they're they're a lot more expressive. Oh, I was just saying, I completely agree. Some of like the, I wrote down the when Donatello is about to wipe out eyes, made me laugh out loud. I mean the. the exp- of these and there was another scene where donatello's stirring something and i think michelangelo drops a pizza slice in Mm -hmm. and like how the the animatronics were able to capture donatello looking nervous and like shyly looking at the camera like oh hopefully nobody saw that yep it's amazing that they were able to capture that yeah you can tell like these suits must be much lighter than they were in the last one because they seem to jump around and like really get their bodies into it more than they did. Then the last ones, they all just kind of like, like look heavy and worn out, you know? <laughs> and so, like and so that, that is, that is true. So in the first movie, a lot of the animatronics, um, the motors and um, the battery pack and everything that was all in the shell mm-hmm. of the, of the, of the original uh, suits. In this one, it, they were able to miniaturize a lot of it. And a lot of it is in the head now. Mm-hmm. So the, the reactions are a little bit faster and the suits aren't as heavy as they were, oh, okay. which also explains why Leo was able to do that pull, that pull up on his swords earlier. Right. <laughs> I think we, we need to talk about the biggest addition of the cast, Kino. Like, yes. we've, I mean, we've never seen Kino again, but like Ernie Reyes Jr. as Kino, uh, I like him. Like this is his first, I think, I think this is his first outside of the suit role. And um, I had a cool little story. Um, years ago, I interviewed Nick Cowan, who was the little brother in Surf Ninjas, like the other big movie that Ernie Reyes Jr. did. And he let us, he told us that he got the role of Kino, uh, Ernie Reyes did in this movie because everyone liked him so much from the first movie. He was Donatello's suit actor. Uh, for all the martial arts scenes. And just everybody loved this kid so much, they literally made him a made character in this movie. Uh-huh. He he was a kid too. Like he was, I think he said he was 17. Yeah. Like the he's, first movie and he's, he's only a 18. Tiny, tiny guy. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I, I really like Kino. I think Kino brings a, you know, a lot of energy that like Casey can't really. Um, and like another 
more energy that like April can't really bring. Yeah. Got some great stunts too. Oh yeah. I think the other two additions, Toka and Reza, are like those costumes have to be just massively heavy. Oh, they, yeah. they like flip cars and stuff. Like mm-hmm. that, that's incredible. Man. So this entire time I've been opening my Toka and Razar figures from NECA. And man, these things are beautiful. They got Razar right here. Your camera's not doing it justice. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everybody out in podcast land. I'm showing everybody off my NECA Toka and Razar figures. And man, <laughs> these things are... I waited until today to crack them open. But man, they're, they're really cool. Like Toka and Razar are just such cool designs. Um, and I'm glad that they kind of stuck around too in... Um, other media like they show up in the 87 cartoon eventually um which i personally didn't find out until way later but like i remember them as being really hard bosses in um manhattan project on the nes and uh turtles mm-hmm. in time where did toka get that shield from because it's just it's amazing in that game it's a it's a hubcap <laughs> it's a hubcap because um, there's a lot of details like i didn't notice about the costumes on like in the movie but like i'm i'm noticing them now on the figures holding them in hand um a lot of the armor like raza or toka's um knee pads and elbow pads are just tires oh that cool that are you know stripped and you know wrapped around him uh same thing with uh Razar. all of his like little bits like these are all tires with nails in them uh his chest piece is a uh, let's see can't tell what kind of car that is looks like an old ford truck kind of oh the grill <laughs> yeah kind of grill uh, yeah. there huh. um but yeah like token raws are like a really fun and i never i never caught earlier that like um the reason why like they were babies and like stupid was because professor perry made them that way like it's a it he says it really fast when he's making the anti-mutagen that he contaminated the ooze that he used on them to make them stupid. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah. I have the comic book adaptation. I was reading through it. I'm like, wait a minute. I had never realized that before. Yeah, that he he says it really fast. It. Yeah. And it's like, you know, your stupid kid brain doesn't hear it. But like <laughs> when I'm watching it with the captions on, I'm like, oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that sneaky, sneaky guy. Um, and, and I'll tell you, it's so hilarious to hear Shredder say, go, play, have fun. It just seems so odd for Shredder mm-hmm. to say that. <laughs> and, that, you know, that it, and it was funny because like uh, Tatsu says the same thing when the kid runs into him in the first movie. <laughs> go, play. Like, go, play. He does the finger motion and everything. Yeah, go, <laughs> play. Um, and I was like, ah, that's kind of, that's kind of a callback. Um, but I love... It's it's a different actor for um, for Shredder this time. It's not James Saito. It's uh, Franz, uh, Francois Schwa or Francois yeah Francois Show. Um, it's really hard name to say fast. I am so sorry. <laughs> um, so it's a little different of a performance. Um, I feel like Shredder's a lot campier in this movie than he was in the first one. Yeah. Um, Definitely. specifically be like because he comes back from the dead and the first thing he does is he you know rhinestones his his uniform uh-huh. <laughs> you know adds all the little gold bits to the helmet i think like he just pastes them on too like i was i was looking at it it is it's not a new helmet it's just it's the old one he just put little gold squares on it 
because because he didn't even cover all of it. He only covered like the bottom portion of the helmet, and then like the uh, the part that's directly underneath his crest doesn't have the gold on it. I mean, he did just have his head squashed in a garbage compressor, so yeah. like, and, <laughs> he only, fire and he only cylinders. got those little scratches on his face too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the scratches on his face got rid of the scars that Splinter gave him because mm, they're not no, there just... anymore. Huh. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, I don't like the costume. Well, you know, <laughs> being smashed in a trash compactor can do a lot of things to you, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know including reshaping your scars on your face. I was right. going to say, usually it only does one thing to you, but, you know, in this case, it does several things. <laughs> yeah, world of comics. But, I, uh, um, speaking, speaking of that, real quick, uh, it, is, it, it just cracks me up how at the very end of the movie, the turtles, when, when uh, Super Shredder busts down the uh, beams and, um, you know, basically buries himself, uh the turtles are like yep he's definitely dead they they go out of the way to say it like twice mm-hmm. you know uh, oh and Raph even says no one could have survived that and i'm thinking to myself wait a minute <laughs> these were beams of wood uh i'm thinking of that last movie too and how things ended and yet he survived but you know it's okay <laughs> it's a movie yeah. it, it was now been confirmed and then we found <laughs> find out in the two, 2007 movie that maybe he did survive yeah <laughs> Yeah, the almost sequel that almost, almost sequel. Oh, yeah. I, there's just there's so much in this movie. Like, the, this movie takes place during the day a lot. Um, I I like the. I mean, I'm, we're talking about what we like. So, do we want to do we want to just move on to? Yeah, we should we should probably move on. We'll get on to anchovies and then we'll got, end on a positive note. Oh wait, one, one more thing, thing real quick. Okay. Yeah. So there's that scene at the very end where all their shells kind of like fart up out of the water. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. That was actually supposed to be in the first movie. It's actually like in the trailer for their first movie. Like April was walking down a dock and their shells pop up. Oh, wow. It was kinda, they kind of reshot it for this movie. So, huh. yeah. Did not know that. I also have a quick story about huh. Vanilla Ice if we have time. Give it. Let's hear okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so. I'm at a bar. I'm talking with a friend. His wife starts telling us about how she met Vanilla Ice when she was younger. She was like 14, went to a concert of his, wound up backstage, wound up in his trailer and said he is the nicest guy in the world, like the most respectful, uh, personable person in the world. But his trailer was full of troll dolls, (laughs) like those ones with the big hair and the, the gym and the belly button. And all he wanted to do was talk about his troll dolls and show off all of his troll dolls. So, wow, I never yeah, about him. yeah, kind of weird, kind of kind of interesting. <laughs> okay, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there you go. And I think I think I still likes that he was in this movie. You know, mm-hmm. I've like, heard that he has a tattoo of the poster on his leg. No way. I've heard that. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but man. Can we confirm this? Does he have the tattoo on his leg? I'm going to look it up right now. All right. Why don't you take us into the next segment? All right. We'll go into the next segment then. Let's get into anchovies. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. So, uh, I got a few. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Uh, not really. But Leave I it to the am. kid that didn't grow up with the movie. Right. I know. 
to me, the suits were a little less convincing as far as how realistic they were in this movie. Like they're more expressive, yes. Mm-hmm. But I think part of that is because of the lighting. Uh, you know, the, the first movie used a lot of like the dark lighting to be able to move in close and, and to be able to do all the different things uh, that they did. And I feel like that kind of hid a lot of it. In this movie, they're out in the bright, you know, lights all the time. Uh, there's none of that. And so you definitely start noticing some of like the seams around where the head connects and and other, you know, where they put on the head and, and all those different seams a lot more in this one than you do in, in the first movie. So I will say that, but they are more expressive and you're right. Um, there's that whole fight in the TGRI building where like the foot have already shown up and stolen the mutagen, but then they decide to just like reappear again once the ninja turtles get there and show off the fact that they have the mutagen like uh <laughs> not only <laughs> gotcha you got it not I, only yeah, i watched it about an hour ago i was like why are they hanging around yeah, yeah not, <laughs> like, not only doing? that not only that they they do that uh they do that thing where they wait to do something yeah and they're all just standing around in the background they're all like kind of just standing around oh, posing, <laughs> posing and yeah, it's it's not it's not their best look. Yeah, it's like they're background characters in a fighting game, you know, like just sitting <laughs> on the curb, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, pumping their fists in the air, like going like yeah, fight. Uh, so that's kind of what's going on there. So I did think that that was a little a little odd. Um, it's a little hokey, yeah. Yeah. But it, it kind of blends in with the movie because the movie itself is, is kind of on the hokey side. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be. And that's the fun of it. Uh, but, you know, for me, what I go for with Turtles, and it's probably because I was really used to the 2003 series and then I read the comics. I like Turtles to be fun and I like there to be jokes. But I don't like it when, like, the whole thing itself is just, like, yeah, joke after joke after joke. Not as much, anyway. It's still a fun movie. But... I, I look for something with just a, maybe a little bit more, like, you know, th- raise the stakes just a little bit, you know, make the make the villain feel a little bit more uh, like they actually might accomplish something. Uh, yeah, because yeah. Shredder is very ineffective in this mm-hmm. movie. He, he literally does nothing but stand around and pose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He micromanages uh, Tatsu pretty well, too. Though. Yeah, like there's like, that. Bring them closer to my death trap. All yeah. right, bring them even closer. Now, Tatsu was having a hard time with that. <laughs> he, he was. He was trying. He was trying real hard to pull those crane, pull those crane levers. Um, but yeah, it. Yeah, Shredder. This is just. This is the not. This is not the best Shredder to show somebody. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you guys. Like, I love the humor for for the most part, but I think the one that was just too much was the very end when the, he gets blasted with the speaker. That was just. Seeing yeah, him fly yeah. through the air like that, to me, that was like, oh, man, that kind of took any threatening part of Shredder away to me. So uh, that was my biggest gripe of the whole film was just the very last scene with him yeah, before Super Shredder. So my last thing is that some of the jokes, it's kind of like we're going to play the hits from the last movie. You know, like we're going to have them all say exclamations you know, different exclamations and move down the line of turtles of them exclaiming. They do it three times. Yeah. They do it three times in this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's some of that stuff where they're just like, play the hits, guys. Play the hits. You know, we'll, we'll get them to enjoy this one. I, th- I Okay, so the reason why I think that is 
we don't necessarily know how long after the first movie this is. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a week. Like, like it cannot be that close. long. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Shredder's just been sitting in a pile of trash for months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. it's been a year. He's been he surviving do? in the trash. He's eating out the garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like even even like when we get to the Foot Clan, like you know they they mention like we all knew this was our fallback spot, so it implies that they're all still running to get there. Mm-hmm. Because uh, mm-hmm. the the one guy says like, oh, the other ones must have been picked up. Yeah, it's been like so hours since. The yeah, so it's episode. gotta be super close to it, but I mean, but I, I think that's why, like, you know, they're playing the greatest hits because it's literally like a couple hours later. You know, they're yeah, they're still being silly. Yeah, I do think one joke that is not a greatest hit is like the very first one. When I do dream, I'll dream of something a little thinner. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that is that is Hasn't not because well. originally yeah. he's like. He's like, oh, which one of you lucky ladies gets to ride with me tonight? Yeah, which is bad in that, like, yeah. Like, okay, like enough, it, it, but... esta- it establishes that he's like a weird little guy. Like, okay, I got that. And then, and then, like, I'll dream of something thinner. And it's like, dude, like, you were just hitting on them. Like, you were, you were the kind of guy that, <laughs> that, that you know, when people say like those creepy guys on dating forums, like, <laughs> that's you, man. <laughs> Um, one of my things that I like, I noticed, and I was like, this is really weird, um, is for an ancient clan of Japanese ninjas, um, there are no other Asian members of the Foot Clan that we see unmasked. It is all white dudes. There's one black guy. There's one, there's there's one black guy, but he's not in the Foot Clan. He was in the recruits. No, I think I saw one without a mask on in, in one scene earlier. I, I saw one hand there's when they were, one other they were Asian, like Cash from Perry. There's one other Asian guy, and that's when he, um, that's the one that he fights like in the uh, in the audition. But that's yeah. it. Like when we get to the junkyard, that's it. Like it's all white dudes after that. Yeah, I think that they're trying to go with the whole. It's people that's you know Shredder picked up off the streets. Uh, thing you know that he's trained them it's kind of following the thing of the 90s yeah like the I, one before it and, and and i get it it's it was just like that's a little weird like it was to me it just stood out yeah 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 um the new guy uh freddie with his very intense blue eyes <laughs> um he also just kind of disappears from the movie Oh yeah, after he's he, totally... after he gives after he gives April the message uh, about Token Razar and like meeting up with them, like that's it. Like he he just kind of nopes out of the movie. Nah, he was a jerk anyway. I mean, yeah. he absolutely was, but <laughs> like the whole thing was like he was supposed to be Tatsu's best man. That's why he was specifically sent to go tail April. Oh wow, because yeah. uh, that's what I he also... says. Like, give me your best man, and then like... we immediately see Freddy afterward. Tatsu, like, he seemed like he had his his, his poop in a group, you know? Like, things were going to go well had Shredder not come back and, like, got all on the turtles. Because, like, yeah. I mean, they've got they've got this nice junkyard hangout. They've got uh, the best bell swipers in the city working for them. I, it mm. seems things seem to be on the up and up. And Shredder comes back with his, like, half-damaged brain. He's like, we got to kill the turtles. <laughs> <It's> totally <laughs> Tatsu's like, Tatsu's like I just, I just want to go back to Japan. 
Yeah. I, ju- I just want to go home. I don't want to drive this forklift. I, I don't want to drive the forklift. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, I'll pull these levers while you yell at me about doing the thing that I'm obviously supposed to be doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. It's too late for me to ask. Yeah. I Tatsu's, don't want to be here. Tatsu is just like the ultimate you know, burnt out employee. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that he also kind of just goes out like that too. Like we, no. we, out of the two movies, we've never seen Tatsu do anything really. He killed that one guy in the first movie. Kind yeah, of. And but... like, kind of. Yeah. But like, we never see Tatsu really fight the turtles. No, that like be... Casey takes him out in the first movie and the turtles just do the shell bump in this one. I guess that's the biggest reason why I struggle to realize why people have latched on to like Tatsu so much and they want to see him in other things. It's because I'm kind of like, he doesn't really do anything. Like, what's that a love about the guy? I think, like, yeah. I told you already, man, he's the Boba Fett of this. He's, of this he's franchise. absolutely the Boba yeah. Fett. <laughs> he's in the background. He's just, he stands there. He's got this sweet, sweet mustache and this, mm-hmm. this awesome composure. He just, he, awesome things happen around him and then he goes down for nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a good grunter too yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh father god yeah. <laughs> I, just, I love that <laughs> it's uh, Toshishiro Obata is Tatsu and Michael McConaughey a uh, very famous voice actor is does his voice ah. Toshishiro Obata doesn't speak any English does not a lick of English yeah He's I mean, also he probably does his, now, but yeah. he's also developed his own form of uh, martial arts using the katana. So sounds like a real badass, honestly. Oh, dude, dude is a super badass. Like, <laughs> um, but he's also like now he's just retired and just doesn't want to, you know, just wants to do martial arts by himself. He's still like, I think he still lives in L.A., but he like kind of just dropped out of acting and everything and just doesn't want anything to do with anything anymore. <laughs> Uh, I got, it, I got it, two anchovies. Like NECA is trying to get, or has been trying to get his uh, permission to use his likeness to make a Tatsu figure, and they Ooh. just cannot get a hold of him. He's just not returning their calls. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, it does. But like, I, I can respect that. Like, the dude just wants to, you know, he doesn't want to have, have to deal with that. He doesn't do any convention appearances anyway. So it's like, why would he want an action figure? Yeah. The IDW series used his name for uh, in in the Turtles universe Karai story arc uh, as like an, an ancient master of the Foot Clan. I think that's probably the closest we're going to get to him actually being able to show up again because of the whole yeah. likeness stuff. I got two quick anchovies of my own. Uh, one, when they're throwing that pizza to Raph in April's apartment, Michelangelo calls a Statue of Liberty play, but a Statue <laughs> of Liberty play is not a passing play. It's a trick play that ends in a run. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Never would have caught that one. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You, you could have told me. You could have told me that was exactly what it looks like. It's because he doesn't <laughs> want the pizza to be damaged. He's going to do the fake handoff, and and so he can actually hand it to him. That so or a little, little add-on to that. Uh, the pizza wouldn't have been damaged because it was very clearly cardboard. <laughs> right. I and I noticed that finally last night. I was like, oh, that is a piece of cardboard. Yep. Oh yeah. Or it's either that or I've been completely outwitted by an adolescent uh, play caller and he like called the Statue <laughs> of Liberty and then didn't do the Statue of Liberty, but I was waiting for the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but my other one is the pre-fight donut. 
what is up with the brief the mutagen into ice cubes and then put it into donuts and then give it to token razor it's you know that one that one i'm i'm gonna call you out on that that is just purely mikey idea and it worked they ate a couple and then and then they got wise to it but i mean like like the pre-fight donut is just leo bad improvising (laughs) i'm just saying like it was already in a jelly form and if i was going to put anything into a donut it would be jelly not an ice cube (laughs) i mean okay yeah like there there is like there is the donatello like he says like we can solidify it in ice cube trays like he says that right before um I think he says it right before Professor Perry says they have to eat it. And then that's when Mikey comes up with the donut idea. Yeah. But I but yeah, like they should have ju- like if you're gonna go with jelly donuts, you should have just injected his jelly. <laughs> but then at the same time, that's like, what I'm saying, man. If they if they injected his in jelly, then like he can't crush the donut and find the he can't find it that way. Cause then he's gonna crush it and just gonna smush in his hand. I mean, they're, yes. you know, they're very unstable. They could have just had them just lash out anyway. You know, I don't know. <laughs> they ran out of donuts and then they lash out. They ran yeah. out of donuts. So, you yeah. Go. Yeah. They, I love, or, I love the know, fact they that. They eat one and then they're just like, ah, knock it out. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah. that, hey. that, that would have been fine. Yeah. I love that they had the Bart Simpson cup too. Did y'all notice that? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, oh the yeah. 90s. Yes. Yes. <laughs> In fact, the uh, Nega figure comes with the crushed donut with the little. Ice cube, Ice cube in, it. in it. Oh, that's great. Wow. Perfect. So I, can, I can put that in Razar's hand right now so he can look at it. There it goes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does the Razar figure have a little uh, reservoir where you can put like fake spit for him to drool out? No, <laughs> God. No, little Julie. <laughs> Does anyone else have any last minute anchovies? I don't know, man. Like, there's a lot about this movie that I still love, though. So I'm good, Rob. You? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I mean, I think what you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head on the kind of the, the things, you know, the over the top funny um, mm-hmm. at the at, especially at the very end was was my biggest gripe. You know, personal preferences, of course, I'm always going to prefer Judith Hogue as April, but that's just personal bias. I, I mean, I'm seeing the the pass through green colored glasses. I can't help it. Yeah, it, it happens. It happens to all of us. <laughs> it happens to me. Yeah, I mean, that first movie so ingrained in me because it was the first one I ever saw and it kind of started the whole fandom for me. Uh, that and the, the the Case of the Killer Pizzas cartoon and Un- Detective Donatello. So, like, I, I, I think even then, like I said earlier, comparing it to the the first movie, I was instantly disappointed. But I'm, I'm excited that we're ending on a positive note because I have a lot of positive things to say as well. So Yeah. So let's get into that then. I love being a turtle. I love being a turtle! So, I actually thought the Splinter Puppet looked pretty good in this one. I actually think it looked mm-hmm. better than the first movie did. Mm-hmm. I really Much liked the way better. the Splinter Puppet looked. It's not weirdly moist the entire time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot cooler in uh, April's apartment. I guess, yeah. He, st- he stays on the roof all the time now. Ah, that's it. Which, April's apartment is freaking huge. Huge, yeah. Like how? Like we know she got her corner office and everything and a pay raise, but damn girl. Well, she also got all that insurance money from her last place burning down. Oh yeah. Oh right. yeah, you're right. Mm. Yeah, 
that that's a hell of an apartment like that's that's the kind of apartment like you see like 90s shows having and you're like how did they live there <laughs> like the like the fresh prince house yeah yeah like she's got a spiral staircase and roof access like through the fire escape Very nice like, place just yeah it's a nice place mm-hmm. i tried to identify like what side of town it was on um but I also don't know anything about New York, so, <laughs> so I wasn't a- I wasn't able to figure it out. But if anybody listening can let us know what side of New York that April lives on, we would love to hear that from you. <laughs> I, I love a lot of the one-liners. Oh my gosh! Like mm-hmm. uh, when they're asking a Splinter, and Splinter has to think about the pizza. He goes, eh, "Pizza's okay. Pizza's <laughs> okay." Because pizza's it's, after, okay. it's after that like really heavy speech of like. Because, you know, like, we saved the city. Like, why can't we just go up there and, you know, live our lives? And, like, Splinter has that whole speech of, like, you know, their world will never be ours. Yeah. <laughs> Not even pizza. Pizza's okay. Pizza's okay. <laughs> and, you know, there's just a, a little bit of the, um, oh, man, just some of the the humor, like Donnie Chalk and his bow staff. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, that's good. <laughs> that, that's pretty good stuff. And then he taps it on the ground just to make sure it's still working. Uh Let's see. Oh, the tickle scene. That got me. Yeah. Uh, where to- Toka's stuck in the, the manhole cover uh, <laughs> or the, the entrance and Michelangelo's like, hey, check it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one got me. Uh, and let's see. I wrote down a couple other really great lines. Um, oh, maybe I should have bought bagels. That was funny. Yeah. I thought that was a great line. <laughs> um, I love uh, uh, you take the ugly one. No, you take the ugly one. I'll take the ugly one. Which one's the ugly one <laughs> like i i love i love how like some of these some of these jokes like land so much better because uh the timing is so much better in this movie mm-hmm. like they the turtles can be a little punchier with these jokes and like those hit so fast and then the like the best one like i mentioned earlier was you know yeah like oh the preliminary is a little too quiet like yeah a little too quiet all clear yeah a little too clear ah, it's raf yeah a little too raf like it builds up perfectly and it's it's the rule of three in comedy like you know it's one two like and then the, the third time it hits mm-hmm. yeah that's that's definitely the thing i have is my other point is that some of the jo- well it's a lot of the jokes in this one are, are actually funny and well-timed uh the first one some of the jokes didn't quite land right quite right for me and this one a lot of them land really well yeah because yeah, in the first one, there's like Donatello just like cartwheels. He just goes California roll. And it's like what? What is that about? California <laughs> roll. Yeah, because he was just you know doing a California he's roll. Doing a roll. I like this one when he like taps on Mikey's head after he says something stupid. He's not like, quite ah, it's not right quite right. No, that was a great one. Yes, I wrote that one down. <laughs> or the now I'm like I won't have hiccups for the rest of my life. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Raph. Now or yeah. It's, yeah, he's like, no, no, I'll never have pickups for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Could you crunch any louder? I can still I hear out of this one. Of this one. <laughs> Wait, is that a Butterfinger he's eating? What I couldn't that? tell. Yeah. I could not tell. I like zoomed in. It does not look like a Butterfinger. Hmm. Zagdot or something? I don't know. Like, there were so many different candy bars back then. <laughs> But I think I think the one that got me the most though was the the pizza dropping that in the serum or whatever yeah. it was. That scene got me because they're both like whoops. <laughs> and then Donatello's face once again going with the expressiveness that got me. 
Mm. He's using that old timey egg beater too. <laughs> it's, it's a, and it's and a and great it's like, scene. It's clearly not stirring anything. Like he's holding right? it like a foot above <laughs> where it would be. Um, but yeah, like it's like just the the detail on his face and just like like you said, like just making him look back and forth. Uh, it's so good. Oh man, it it's was great. So good. Because you know, I mean, like you said, timing is that's the foundation of comedy really and mm-hmm. for those animatronics to be that exact to nail that timing yeah you gotta give a credit where credit's due there yeah really mm-hmm. the other thing is Downey finally is like the tech guy in this one in the first movie he didn't really do a whole like lot or get to really have a personality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in this movie we finally actually got to have a Downey with a personality yeah so i did appreciate that a lot yeah, there's there's like hints of it in the first one. Like he uses mm-hmm. the biggest words. He identifies that Casey's claustrophobic, but like the story doesn't give him enough to do. Whereas this one's mm-hmm. like, yeah. here's all this crazy techno sciencey stuff, and Don Tello's just right there for all of it. Yeah. One of my yeah. one of my absolute favorite things is uh, he wears a watch underneath his wristband. <laughs> oh, when they're no. in the ju- when they're in the junkyard, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, he's like, hmm, he's like, judging by like everything, like the like if they were gonna spring a, a trap, it would be right about. And he flips like, I can't tell if he <laughs> flips like the lid off of his watch or if he like flips it back. But it just, I love that he wears a watch underneath his wristband, <laughs> and it's just it's like duh. Um, in that very first fight in the mall, I noticed this time that Michelangelo like successfully uses a yo-yo to knock a weapon out of a guy's hand. Yep. Oh yeah. Which, like, I thought that was I thought that was really cool. He knocks it out and then he catches it like perfectly. If you gave me a million years, I couldn't do that while I wasn't <laughs> wearing a 60 pound turtle suit. Like <laughs> ridiculous. So cool. And that jump at the very beginning when they all jumped and pause midair secret yeah, of the that's so that's so good. Goosebumps man. I love it. I also really like the big foot ninja that catches the ooze. He's like, aha. <laughs> that one. Okay, so that guy, like, I'm not body shaming here, but that guy was very big. <laughs> he was, yeah. Like, I just, I just noticed. I was like, that's a big dude. But I appreciate some body diversity. I mean, I do too. Picking up like orphans and stuff, and not all. I mean, I do too. Like, yeah, like they're they're just training everybody that made it to the hideout. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder, like, do they retrain everybody? Because like the so going to the bell test and where he had to like swipe all the bells off the mannequin and not make a sound, that's very intense. Yeah. Like how many people pass that? I, I'm really curious. Well, they're looking for people with martial arts skills, especially no, I, teenagers. Yeah, it's, <laughs> especially <laughs> teachers with, with martial arts talent. What a- when an organization is especially looking for teenagers, that's the one you don't join. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I love that Raph comes out and he can do it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's I cool. just, I think that's so neat because like, that's one of the most ninja things that they've ever done, especially like in the live action movies. Mm. Yeah. It kind of legitimizes them a little bit. It, it does. Like it, it, it's something that we've never really seen the turtles do like we've seen them be stealthy we've seen them like and granted like this is stealthy but it's it's a different kind of it's not sneaking around it's literally moving quietly yeah it's like it's like almost like a supernatural type thing exactly and it's really cool can we talk about how great the ninja rap is absolutely it is we're all in agreement here right it is stupid fun 
this. And I and will it, not hear otherwise. I don't know. I can't even have fun with it. I'm going to be honest. It's a very, it's a very nineties rap, but having I mean, said ab- that, I mean, absolutely. Like, but this is also set in 1991. Yeah. Yes. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, boohoo on anyone who listens to it because I still listen to shell shocked by gym class heroes from the 2007 movie. Ah, see, there you go. And it's got like <laughs> horrible, your mom jokes at the end. And it's, it's very cringy at that point, but at the same time, and it's a very 2000s rap, but I still enjoy it. Yeah. Partially <laughs> if you think it. about it, like, this would be like if Lil Nas was on, like, Paw Patrol or something, like, <laughs> today. Like, that's the equivalent to what this was. But I, I love that it's presented as though, like, they were in the middle of a song, the song stopped, mm-hmm. all this crazy nonsense happened, and then they picked the music back up, and then Vanilla Ice is ad-libbing. Yes, like, they winged it. They yeah. winged it, yeah. <laughs> He knows they're ninjas, he knows they're turtles, he knows they're the good guys, everything, just off the cuff. Yeah, right, the the people are like, we're good with this. Yeah, like, (laughs) the... It it really says a lot to this universe's Vanilla Ice versus ours. Right. Like, just, that that Vanilla Ice is probably still performing, you know, sold-out venues. (laughs) Well, sold-out Doc... Uh, warehouses. Well, well no, I mean, I'm saying, I mean, <laughs> I mean, because remember, Ninja Rap is born at the end of this movie. So, oh, true, yeah, yeah. it's so a, it's, it's the a front new, page. brand new craze. Yeah, it's, it's a, a new uh, genre. So he definitely created something, but yeah, uh, it's 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 hokey, but like, and it's it's cheesy, but it's it's the most memorable thing about this movie. Yeah, well, and, and it, it really takes me back to because again, I hadn't seen the movie when it first came out, mm-hmm. but I remember when uh, they were playing it on the radio and on my bus, they had a radio and all the cool kids are jamming out to Ninja Rap. You're like, yeah, because there was a point in time where it was actually cool to like Vanilla Ice. And then yeah, a year later, of course, you know how it works. It gets old. I remember when like, it was cool to like Vanilla Ice. I do not remember anybody liking this song, though. Oh, that's funny. Oh, because that was a jam on the bus. <laughs> yeah, like I I remember everybody liking Vanilla Ice because I was so this was like kindergarten first grade for me, and I remember Vanilla Ice. But yeah, this song for some reason wasn't the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me it was when I was in high school. But I guess my equivalent of Vanilla Ice would have been Macklemore. You know, like yeah. everyone loved Macklemore with like Can't Hold Us and and thrift shop and then all of a sudden like the next year like everyone hated macklemore for some reason it wasn't cool (laughs) but it's like vanilla ice is such a specific like weird 90s thing like macklemore like macklemore you know exists because of you know because of vanilla ice like Mm. and like not that vanilla ice was the first white rapper but he was like the first like one like i don't want to say legitimate white rapper but he was the first like popular one Mm-hmm. and it's just wild to me that he um that like this is like is, this is probably his most enduring legacy is this movie like great like he has ice ice baby and this yeah well he's also got a show on like the home network he renovates homes now oh yeah no I've right watched that. yeah no right like he's got that too but like yeah. he's still yeah. always going to be 
Ice Ice Baby or Ninja oh, Rap yeah. guy. Yeah, I know what you said. Yeah. Do we do we think in twenty years Macklemore will be like repainting boats or something on on HGTV? <laughs> in, I, in in whatever Turtles movie comes out in twenty years, Macklemore will be. <laughs> he just never got to have that on screen presence, I guess, that a Vanilla yeah, Ice got. Probably to have. not. Yeah, very few do. Uh, but that that's the closest thing I can think of as an equivalent for me. So, I'm trying to think, I just I, I mentioned at the top, like I really like Paige Turco as April. I think she really brought a lot more than Judith Hogue did. Like, again, I'm not saying Judith Hogue was bad, but Paige Turco felt like she loved the turtles more. And like, she felt like she interacted with them more. Hmm. I I think like, I'm kind of in the middle of the road about it. Like Mm. I think Judith Hogue definitely felt like she loved the turtles too in the first movie. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I agree with you. I, I, Paige Turco does a fantastic job. I mean, if you don't compare them, like I I think she Yeah, like If you don't compare them, then yeah, like Judith Hogue, like it's just amazing in this movie. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Judith or Paige Turco is amazing in this movie. Right. Uh, Judith in the first one, like 100%, she's the heart of that movie. Right. Like in this one, I don't know, man. Like, I just really, really, there's something about Paige Turco that she really just brought something else to the table. Yeah. And you got to, you got to think, yeah. I mean, not many people could do that. I mean, you're working with these animatronic uh, turtles mm-hmm. and everyone's going to be comparing you to, I mean, it's just going to happen comparing you to the first April. But yet, I think she did a v- exceptionally well job. I, th- I thought she did a really nice job. Saving. Yeah. Like the, the scene, the, the scene where Splinter tells them their past um on the rooftop and it's the turtles and splinter and april and like april goes into her whole thing about like how uh when splinter's done and he shows off like the the uh, canister says tgri like she gets up and she has that monologue about how like she knew there was something different about those guys and it's like Mm -hmm. the way she delivers the line like she really believes it as april and it just it sold it to me in a way that I thought was really really unique to this version of April. Yeah, I completely agree. And yeah, it's she like feels there, very natural. There's a sa- there's there's a sassiness to this April too that we that we also see more of in uh, Turtles Three, but like yeah, like I don't know, like th- this April like it hits different than the original one does. Mm-hmm. Like I never had a crush on this April like I did on the original, but like. I love this April though. Yeah, it, it's amazing like how seamless the transition it is for recasting like really one of the main characters in the movie. Like, not a lot of movies can pull that off. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that does suck like it, it does suck that like Casey's not here, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like in this script, there really wouldn't have been anything for him to do. Yeah. So I'm kind of okay with him not being here. Like I kind of just took it as him as April broke up. Well, there's not a lot for him to do in the third one either. So I mean, <laughs> no, right? I mean, yeah, like yeah. he's he's babysitting them in the in the third one, but like, yeah, there would have been less for him to do in this movie. Like mm-hmm. he can't infiltrate the, you know, the foot. He's not a teenager with martial arts talent. Within a day, like he and April already broke up. Like, how long was Shredder in that garbage? Okay, no, you know what? Because because we said like it's been a couple hours. You know, it's been a couple hours, and April's already moved to a new apartment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So here's what happened: is she was like, "Okay, I'm gonna make out with you. I'm gonna go do this news report. Mm -hmm. They get back, they have a slice of pizza, they start looking for apartments, and he's like, "Yeah, I crushed them in the garbage can." 
or garbage compression. She's like, you did what? Yeah. I hate the freak that does that. Like she's like, <laughs> you know, she's like, you know what? I'm reconsidering this. You said what when you murdered me? <laughs> I'll <him>? call you. <laughs> Don't call me. I'll call you, yeah, you. Casey. Exactly. Uh, or Casey's just flat out like, oh, yeah, you want to move in together? I don't know. I do like <laughs> hanging out in my sweats out on the fire escape. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Toads. I still have, I still have a half drinking glass bottle of Gatorade. I gotta get back to. Yeah, um, I left that Gatorade out. I gotta go get it. <laughs> I'll have a telescope set up a little ways from your apartment. Though. Don't worry. <laughs> right. Don't worry. Here. Don't worry. Just look over there, and you'll see me. Just in case. Oh, yeah, because Casey doesn't see her in the third movie either. Right, yeah, she's already back in time. She's already back in time, and then he's gone by the time they all get back, I think. I believe so. Or no, he's there when they all get back. He just doesn't say anything. That's even weirder. Let's we'll wait till next year and find out. Oh, two years. Or that was two years. Goodness, yeah. yeah, we got to uh, get to 2023 for that for that talk. I mean, or we can cover it before then. I don't know. No, we'll no that's yeah, not how we do things around here. We wait for the 30th anniversary, and that's it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> i love the new sewer oh yes like it the scene where they find it and like they start turning all the lights on and they come down the stairs that is magical that's why it's my background on our zoom call like Very it nice. is it is magic and that is the kind of place that like i have always wanted to go and see um I can't remember. It is based on a specific decommissioned station. In fact, it is it said it is based on the real decommissioned New York Subway City Hall station of the former Interborough Rapid Transit Company. That's not the station that they used, but it's based on that one. Okay. Wow. Uh, but it's like I said, it, there's something about it. It's magical. And like the music when they start turning everything on and like power. Yeah. Like <laughs> that. Was it Spider City? Uh, Spider yeah. City. And then like Leo rocks like a, an abandoned stroller. <laughs> He's like, <"Rock> <laughs> my baby in the background. Yeah. Um, now, when I was a kid too, and I saw hmm. that um, when I finally did see it on VHS, I was like, oh, I want to just live with the turtles. It looks so fun. Mm hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah, know I if have, every kid felt that way. I did too. Like I have really. I mean, I would have loved to live exactly there. Yeah. that scene. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have lived there. I can't remember. Like we find out in Turtles Three that they have individual rooms. Um, because like we see Mikey's room, and like it's assumed that I think Splinter lives in the train. Yeah, because they didn't do the bottom of his puppet, at least. Yeah, at least the mm-hmm. yeah, like at least that's where they puppeteer him from. Um, but it's like where is everybody kind of thing yeah be great if they had like a multi-play set for that oh rob <laughs> pitch that's a NECA. come on NECA. Yeah. <laughs> come on come on NECA. we need we need a sewer we need a sewer play set yeah. exactly mike's already advertised your toys on the show come I, on, I, I know i'm playing with token Raza here i finally yeah. opened them they are great figures i'm glad i got them uh, <laughs> unfortunately they were pre-order only and you had to have done it last year and they are way gone now yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, sponsor us. We'll uh, we'll talk about more of it on the show. Yeah, come on, Neca. Send me some more <laughs> toys. I'll 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 talk about you here. Mm-hmm. I can't show them off because this is a podcast, but yeah, you know, I'll talk about them. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll start a YouTube channel on yeah, the side. Good, Let you unbox them on good there. Good art, good uh, articulation here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, just something so that that subway station, like, and I'm glad it came back for uh, the next movie, and then yeah. also in, um, excuse me, also in uh, Next Mutation. Like that's right, yeah. It oh, was, that's right. It was the sewer yeah. layer there too. Like, this is I think iconic sewer layer for them. Like the first one in the first movie is really good, but this is just so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I want to go there. Yeah, every other one's kind of just a room in a sewer. This is like a abandoned train station. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the way they had to go there was like through like this like. I don't even know how to describe that sewer. Like it's more like an access tunnel mm-hmm. than an actual like sewer because they don't walk through like they don't walk through a storm drain like they do in the first movie. Like they're walking through access vents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Mikey literally falls down that hole, which later on they have a ladder attached to. So it implies like that's the entrance. So really anybody could find this uh, abandoned <laughs> train station. Any other turtle nuggets love being a turtle we need to talk about i've got all mine i I mentioned earlier i love adam carl i think he did a better job as kate or as donatello than Corey feldman like mm-hmm. and I, I i love the suits and it's just movies just so much fun yeah. like the the pete the opening montage with everybody eating pizza like mm-hmm. how badly do you guys want to eat pizza after that <laughs> oh yeah you know? um yeah i had a club sandwich and i just like threw it in the trash get this out of here and then yeah. i went and ordered pizza right afterward um, yeah exactly like and, and it's it's weird how like how visceral that that sequence is like with the pizza and you just you remember everybody eating it and like i specifically remember it's the last guy we see getting his slice of pizza inside the restaurant and his pizza, like he goes, he, like he he curls it up yeah. in New York style, and it's got that cheese curl mm. on it right there. And it's like, <laughs> if you guys know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Like that just looks so good. I love the music in that scene too. I do too. Yeah. So yeah. It's like a remix of the original song. I think. Yes. Yes. And I didn't know that John Dupre did the. Um, the score for this one and they just put it on apple music too i just downloaded it today uh preparing for this so i was getting all psyched up for it but it, it's it's a it's a great soundtrack kind of underrated and they borrowed a lot of the same melodies especially the splinter scenes mm-hmm. that were in the first movie just yeah. slightly updated or yeah. you know with violins or something but i thought it was a nice touch yeah it's i've, I've listened to it it's a surprisingly subtle uh soundtrack for how outlandish this movie is yeah know? uh-huh <laughs> that's true really good I was kind of hoping it would just be uh, Ninja Rap for like. <laughs> just looped over. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what was the song that plays over the credits. Like, cause that one sticks in my head. Like the opening of the mic check, mic check one, two. Like, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what the name of that song is. I think it's, uh, I cannot remember what the name of that song is. I can't either. But like, yeah, it, it's a good soundtrack. And it, wasn't it just recently released on vinyl too? Oh, I don't yeah. know, but I'd like to get it. Yeah, they did. It's got art from Kevin Eastman on the, the cover. Oh, that art looks That's great right. with Token Razar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of just hoping like the entire vinyl would be ninja rap for just like the entire length <laughs> of the vinyl, but I can't have everything. So 
Can't, can't, can't get always what you get and what you want in life. Well, if we've all wrapped up here, we can hurry and talk about what news has showed up this week. Well, before we do that, uh, remember, uh, remember we asked uh, a couple of days ago on our, uh, on our Facebook page and a couple of the turtle groups on Facebook uh, for everybody to let us know what they thought of the movie. And we did promise to read them on air. So rapid fire, Nathan Schoen, he says, I remember when my dad took me to see this movie in theaters when it came out, then watching it a hundred times on local TV growing up and staying pa- uh, past my bedtime to be able to do so. Some of my favorite memories of all time. Oh. Uh, James Ripley Jr. says, I hated arguing over Token Razar being Bebop and Rocksteady. See, I told you guys. I told you guys <laughs> there were people that did it. Uh, he said, I said, no, they're not. Them Token Razar appeared on the cartoon, so haha. <laughs> I'm glad uh, we have both. I, I, I feel like more evil pairs of mutants is always better than less. Yeah, yes. like it, it's, it's really cool. And what I like is in the comic, in the IDW comic that released uh, yesterday as we record this, um, Toka and Razor finally met Bebop and Rocksteady. Mm. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, let's see, a couple more. Uh, Jackie Rose says, the guy getting uh, hit like a punching toy. Uh, Donatello at the beginning when he was beating him with the little Nerf bat. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Should have had these all prepared. Uh, James Fraser says, TMNT 2 Secret of the Ooze is my favorite always and forever. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Peter Casey says, my bearded dragon is named after the mutant wolf from this movie. So he named his bearded dragon Razar instead of Toka. That's a little weird. Uh, Pretty cool, he was though. going with the beard thing, right? I mean, I yes. guess. Yes. <laughs> Maybe he has a dog named Toka and a lizard named Razar. <laughs> Uh, Matthew Snyder says disposed, disposed, and disposed. Yeah. Which was the oh, yes. Donatello typing, like going through the thing. I okay, oh, so yeah. I, I like him going through the computer and like trying to find out the like that's how they figured out it was all the serial numbers and the ooze that you know Professor Perry was just typing in disposed. Um I thought it was funny, like that's the system he was like he used. He didn't like scan it into the like scan a barcode or anything he was just typing in disposed <laughs> um but i i also like his like donatello says like he's like well he's like i could try and get into the mainframe but if it's coded then the whole thing will d- uh crash and the only thing donatello did was he typed in the serial number like i i was i looked at what the screen is and it says it says location and he's just typing in the, the serial number and that's what caused it to crash so it's like he was literally typing in what he was supposed to. <laughs> Bad system. Yeah, it's pretty that, pretty that cheap 90, 91 coding. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, Denise Hirvin said, "Wait, before this thread goes any further, we must partake in the traditional pre-fight donut." So see, it, Keith, everybody loves that. Everybody loves I, a pre-fight donut. I gotta tell you, I was I was racking my brain um, when I was a kid those like rice balls on Pokemon were called donuts. <laughs> and so I was like trying to figure out, I'm like, is this like an actual thing in Japan? And it's just like a joke that's kind of lost. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. Yeah. yeah. So like the pre-fight donut is a rice ball, but then Michelangelo's mm. like, ah, pre-fight donut, it's a donut. But, uh, but that's too clever for what they're doing here. So <laughs> Yeah. 
and yeah guys thank you for all your comments um yeah i got two like, more for us that oh, I, cool, that I cool, got cool. personally so uh, my buddy aj antonio geronimo said uh the raf and donnie have different voices in this movie and as a child he watched this one more so he likes these voices more which i think you and mike mike and rob were mm. saying as well uh, my buddy keenan said the greatest the single greatest line in cinema history babies they're babies <laughs> <laughs> that is a great uh, one <laughs> I, I started to talk about it um i love that part with shredder um mm. when he's like when he's like uh he's like i can't use them he's like well why not he's like they're stupid <laughs> <laughs> just the flat they're stupid yeah. he's like well they're not stupid they're infants and then like Razor hits Toka with the with the pipe, and he's like, "Well, okay, they're stupid infants." The stupid infants, yeah. <laughs> he also said, "Uh, the the Super Shredder was played by a former WCW Heavyweight Champion, Kevin Nash." That's right. Who was also known as Big Daddy Diesel in the WWF. That I don't know I anything about know. wrestling, but I don't either. But I did know that this was uh, uh, that he was played by Kevin Nash. I found that out years later. Apparently, Kevin Nash loved that he played this. Uh, uh that he played Super Shredder. Hmm. that's cool um, in fact he was uh when NECA did their super shutter figure last year he was uh uh i think he had a bunch of them and he was like selling them and signing them for people so i kind of oh. wish i got in one of those that would that would have been really cool well then let's get on to the news this is april o'neill of channel six so last week forgot to mention director's cut of the last row number one so that's come out a week ago by the time you're hearing this i'm sorry uh i was behind on that and that and includes the story of number one so if you missed out on it mm-hmm. one yeah. of the first three printings you can get it again here <laughs> as we record this it is sitting in my box at the shop so i have to go pick it up oh yeah question because i don't know since you guys ha- like have your poll list mm-hmm. if your poll list is the last ronin do you automatic are they automatically going to have the director's cut there or do you have to go and ask for that one separate i didn't want to chance it so what my store does is every every sunday they uh post on instagram what they're getting in that week Mm. um and so i saw it and just i didn't like i said i didn't want to chance it i just commented on the post i was like hey would you mind throwing uh the director's cut in my box for me oh so yeah and i like i talked to the the store owner or the the manager there and he was like you know, I, I know you have the first print. Do you want the second and third? And I was like, no, but I heard there's a director's cut. So if you can mm-hmm. throw it in there for me. Um, okay. But I don't think it was an automatic thing. Yeah. Cause okay, cool. It depends. It depends on your store. Um, and even in the store, it really depends on who it is. Cause uh, there's one guy in my store who knows what I want. He, he knows I love turtles, um, mm-hmm. pretty much everything. And when he packs my box, uh, he'll throw in things that he thinks I, I want. So it's like how I've read a couple spinoffs um, and like, like I got on the Power Rangers for a little bit. Um, and he, he threw in stuff that like he, he thinks I'll like and thinks I'm, I might miss. Um, when it's the newer people at my shop that pack it, that's when I have to be like, I have like, would you mind throwing that in my box for me? Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, Kevin Nash is six foot 10 and 328 pounds. That's and enormous. He's still, and he still wore elevator boots. Wow. Goodness. Wow. Sorry. I've just been, <laughs> I went down a Wikipedia hole there for a second. I'm back now. And he still wore elevator boots in this costume. Like the, the super shredder costume is enormous. 
Um, and uh, like, if you look up Super Shredder on Google now, like you'll you'll find the NECA figure everywhere. That's a pretty good representation of what the costume actually looked like, because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people don't realize how bright purple it was either, um, with a lot of painted on highlights. Um, and it looks really silly in bright lighting, but uh, like the detail in that costume is is crazy. Hmm. Do we have any other news? Uh, we got confirmation today as we recorded that the CGI Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie by uh, being produced by Seth Rogen is going to be coming out in 2023. We don't have any other information beyond that, but that was in the uh, what they call an upfront for Nickelodeon today. No new news about a show or anything, but just the just a little snippet about the movie. Nice. Well, cool. We're finally, you know, we're getting we're getting another one, I guess. Yeah, which is yeah, you know, a couple more turtles. I kind of years. I, I was kind of like, I kind of wish they had bumped it a year so it'd come out in twenty twenty four for the fortieth anniversary, but then that would have been another year without turtles. Yeah. So it's a bit of a toss up. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what they plan on doing with it. I think it's going to be interesting. Like, mm-hmm. Rob, what do you think they're going to tackle for that movie? To this kind of, you know, <laughs> like, what, of what, do you, what do you want to see in a Seth Rogen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Oh, man, I, I wouldn't even know. I was just talking about this to somebody on Inst- uh, Twitter the other day. And like I said, I love the Spider-Man, what they did with the CGI in that and, mm-hmm. and how they tied in so many different iterations of Spider-Man. I would love to see something like that, like an expanded version of Turtles Forever, you know, with yeah. all the different dimensions of Turtles. Um, you know, and you can include the 2012 series turtles now, and even the rise turtles and, and everything else pay homage to the comics somehow. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Something like that for everybody would be pretty sweet, but I, you know, like an end of the turtles verse, like, <laughs> yes, CGI movie. Like that would be, that would be super cool. Oh my gosh. Yes. Cause it's always, it's always fun with the turtle, when the turtles cross over with themselves exactly exactly and we've already got an established multiverse so it's like just just bring everybody in and they could easily do it yeah oh there was one little thing we don't normally like to report on rumors but um uh ash paulson son of rob paulson who played Raphael in the original 87 show and donatello in 2012 uh had posted on twitter that he was doing some line readings with uh, his dad, Rob Barry, uh, Barry Gordon, who played Donatello and Townsend Coleman as uh, Michelangelo. And he was uh, just doing some light readings in place of Cam Clark for a secret project that we don't know of yet. Hmm. So a little interesting. He did say it was not for the Shredder's Revenge video game that was just revealed. It is specifically for something else. So we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for that. I hope it's another musical tour. I hope so too. Yes, I hope so too. <laughs> but and I, I, I wonder what it could be like with with the news that the movie is going to be so far off. I don't think it's for that. Yeah. So I'm really curious what it could be for. Well, we know there's a Rise movie coming to Nick or uh, Netflix, right? Maybe it's something. Yeah. For that. I mean, that would be really interesting. As far as I knew production was pretty much almost done on that so to do new lines this late in the game would be cool but also kind of weird but i mean i 
I don't know because we still don't even have a release date on that. So it could be later in the year when they finally when they finally drop it. So they could be added in anytime. Which that would be amazing is to give because then that would be every other sh- every other subsequent show has met the original eighty seven turtles at that point. Cool. If that if that were the case. And we do know that Rob Paulson was the voice director on Rise, so there's there's a connection there. All right, I like where your head's at, Keith. No, oh, thank you. It, no, it's it's more a a numbers game than a great idea game. Like <laughs> if I just throw out enough ideas, one of them's got to be good. One of them's got to be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as I like to say, speculate responsibly. So. Yep. All right. Well, Spencer, I think, and well, is that going to do it for us this week? I think that's going to do it for us this week. That's it with the news. All right. So we want to thank you, Rob, for coming on our show. It's been yeah. awesome to have thank you Thank you so much, dude. You were a yeah. pleasure to talk to. Oh, thank you guys so much. Thank you sincerely. I, I mean it when I say I, I, I'm a big fan of your show, and it's an honor to be, gosh, the first guest. I did not know that. So yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's all you know uphill from here. <laughs> thank you. Uh, if people you want to find a good you, foundation. If people Thanks, want to find man. you on Twitter or anything, uh, chat at you about turtles and stuff, where could they find you? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can just uh, look up Turtle Tales Radio. Um, we uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, all the podcast feeds, um, and also you can just search up uh, TurtleFlakes.com. I'm on Twitter at Turtle Tales Show, and I'm on Instagram at Turtle Pod Rob. So sorry for all the different handles, uh, <laughs> but I'm t- I'm technologically illiterate, but you know we're, we're making it. So it's okay. It's like like Keith said, it's a numbers game. Amen. Right. Amen. Just sign up for everything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i ended up having to make ours ninja turtle ph you know which sounds like we want to test the acidity of ninja turtles <laughs> yeah. you should really add a d to the end of that so we're like the professors that's right that's yeah. right yeah ninja yeah, turtle should've... phd yeah <laughs> i should have gone with like you know ntph pod or something like that i yeah we I can know. we can change it but we can change it but this late in the game we've already released several episodes saying what it is well, I mean, that's that's true <laughs> but thank you listeners as well for listening to us today one two and four of tales next week we're going to be covering issues one two and four of tales of the teenage mutant ninja turtles it's the northampton tales oh nice yeah yeah so a lot of these issues rob i've never read before oh awesome awesome so a lot of the mirage uh, of our mirage episodes are me kind of finding out things for the first time like i it's stuff i've known through osmosis mm-hmm. of being a turtles fan for 35 years but like now i'm like getting additional context which is really oh, cool. i can i completely get it man that's the whole reason i started turtle flakes back in the day it was yeah. just i'm not i'm you can probably obviously tell i'm no expert but I love the franchise so much. I wanted to dive into the comics and mm-hmm. that was the whole incentive for the show and volume two. Once you get the tales volume two, oh man, there is some ab. Uh, of course, volume one's got some great stuff, but volume two, man, some of my favorite turtle stuff ever is in tales of the TMNT volume two. So, so I can't wait for y'all to get there. Yeah. It's going to be a minute because we're trying to move through everything and it's, it's a lot we've realized, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be like two years till we finish the 87 cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we got all of what volume two of the comics, all the image run and mm-hmm. then part of volume four and then tales. Yeah. Yes. It'll be a while, but I'm looking forward to it. I'll still be listening. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy. All right, then. That's our show. Thank you for listening. And until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. Go ninja, go ninja, go. <laughs>really kind of had to sit that with him and like that was like it's a beautiful scene where he's like where he's like i don't believe him we have to stand for something like we have to mean something and i just i love that scene so much yeah i i i'm with you i think that scene is is probably the the greatest display of heart in the whole movie Mm -hmm. you know i i think i think one of the reasons i love the first movie so much is there just seemed to be so many bleeding heart scenes and with this one, it's a lot more fun, like you said. But that scene kind of bumps it up a notch for me. You know, yeah, just, like just... it hits really hard. And um, 
and like I said, like I Corey Feldman could not have delivered these lines like Adam. Carver. You were expecting maybe the Adams family? Yeah, exactly, oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I could not like as as much as like Corey Feldman is fun to listen to. Like having him try to be that emotional during yeah. during those lines, like yeah, yeah. I do think Corey Feldman sounds the most naturally like a mutated animal of the entire <laughs> yeah but yeah like that raspy cigarette yeah voice. yeah it's yeah. he has a, a very unique voice a very unique way of talking but yeah the same way like gilbert godfrey just kind of sounds naturally like a bird character you know? oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um gotta be a parrot one thing i was thinking about last night when i was watching it was um adam carl sounds a lot like sam regal from 23 uh 2003 mm-hmm. uh-huh. like yeah he's like this is it's very much that Donatello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Peter Laird really liked the voices in, in Secret of the Use, and he wanted voices that sounded like him for the 2003 movie. Oh, that's good. Cool. For the 2003 show, I mean. I remember wow. reading that somewhere. Yeah, apparently, Toko and Razar were a Kevin and, East, a Kevin and Peter thing because they didn't like Bebop and Rocksteady or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I heard all kinds of things. I heard it was. Yeah, like, there's so issue. many rumors. Yeah. I heard it was a rights issue, but I'm like, and why didn't why did Token Razor show up in the cartoon then? Yeah, uh, but... yeah. Like like I said, like there there there's this movie came out in such a time like there were so many rumors about what was going on, and I think I don't think anybody's really tried to verify them beyond like you know kind of surface level. Yeah. Like I don't like, and I don't think Peter is going to be sitting down for any interviews anytime soon. So. Yeah, the biggest, I guess, thing I could recommend is go find his blog and read every last inch of it if you want to yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, because the old the old Peter blog is pretty good. I was I was just on it yesterday. Yeah, um, looking up looking up the old Turtle Four concept art. Yeah. Um, because uh, if you guys aren't in it, uh, listeners and Rob, uh, the Shredder's Revenge Discord is popping. Like I'm having such a good time in there, just talking oh, wow. to other Turtle fans. Um, like just in it, it's cool because like i'm learning stuff and like you know like i'm explaining stuff to them and it's you know we're there's a big share sharing of knowledge um it, it, it's fun and that? like nobody's really toxic um it's a ton of fun i'm, I'm having a good time in there um it's gonna be about 10 30 where i'm at rob oh. where are you at oh uh it's 11 30 where i'm at i'm in oh Tennessee. my gosh I'm wow. so sorry, guys. No, it's okay. We are in we all, all four time four. zones. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, Isn't I'm that West amazing? Coast. I'm I'm Southern California, so. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. nice. That's this is why I love fandom. You know, just look at. We've got people in all four time zones all together talking <laughs> turtles right now. Absolutely, go, and, and just just to let you all know how much I love you guys, I'm usually in bed by seven thirty, eight o'clock at night, oh, and wow. I get up at like three in the morning. Oh <laughs> what? wow. Oh. I'm no, so sorry. Got, well, thank you for hanging these... out with us, man. Oh, of course, guys. Absolutely. I've had a blast. I've had two of these bangs, these energy drinks here. So <laughs> Are you serious, uh, Rob? That's two crazy. of them. Two of them. Well, over the last four hours. Uh, okay. <laughs> I All used right. to drink two monsters a day. Uh, what, okay. What do you do at 3 a.m., Rob? <laughs> Oh, that I, I get up, you know, that's like when I do my prayers and my journaling and all that stuff, you know, all the, the good stuff for the soul. I'll go gotcha. to the gym, gotcha. yeah. come back, write a little bit, then wake the kids up. All right. That's cool. Gotcha. That's cool. That's awesome. Right. I thought you were joking at first that you went to bed at seven. Oh, no, no, no. I, yeah, I, I'm I literally wow. an old man. 
<laughs> no so, wait, so, so, so how so how old are you, Rob? Uh, I am uh, 34, 30, about to be 35. You're 30. Oh, okay. So you're okay. So it, it goes Keith, me, you, then Spencer. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> young whippersnapper at I, 23. I thought you were older than me, Mike. I'm, uh, I'm no, 30, I'm 30. I'm 35. I'm 33. Oh, I am the oldest one here. Are you oh, one? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the oldest one, like. Uh, in my personality yeah oh my god i can't believe i've never asked you like definitively no i'll be 30 i'll be 36 in may oh wow oh wow wow. i am the oldest on the show (laughs) oh man we'll keep your secret safe no that's fine it's all in bonus content now yeah yeah it's all out there now everything you everything you've just said every everything you know everything we've lived these past couple months that we've been on the show has been a lie. The director's cut right here. Yeah. <laughs> Ninja yes. Turtle Power Hour director's cut. That's it. At your, lo- at your local comic book shop. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, it's a pleasure. Yes, absolutely, guys. Amazing. Cool. All right. Thanks again, Rob. All right. Take care, hey, thank guys. you, guys. It was Have an honor, sincerely. Night. And uh, hey, one of these days, I'd love to get you guys on uh, Turtle Tales. No joke. Please. Yeah. Please, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, what are you doing? Read. What are you doing? Like right now? I'll yeah, like, let's <laughs> let's do it right. Like I got Comicsology open. Hey, I'm already wired, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. I I wake up at four, so let's oh, <laughs> we wow. better wrap up. <laughs> yeah, you're you're four and three is like midnight for me, so <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure, guys. Yeah. Take All care, right, guys. Take All care. right, guys. Y'all take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.